0: Today's episode contains some material language that might not be suitable for everyone. Discretion is advised. Welcome to the Plum Forest Podcast, where we give you modernized versions of classical Chinese fables and short stories. Before we get started, please make sure to hit that like and subscribe button, or even leave a comment because it lets me know that you're listening, and I like that. Well, we've made it to this point, and now we are going to have one of my all time favorite Chinese short stories. This episode is a great story that I had to adapt to a modernized version, but in all honesty, the original would have been good all on its own. This story has love, passion, drama, excitement, danger, and pretty much any other emotion that you can think of. So get ready for that roller coaster of emotions. And personally, the story has a lot of meaning to me because I had to do extensive research on it while also writing a paper on it too. So I got my fill of the story as much as anyone could. Either way, it's a great story we have for you today. The original version of this story is another one of Pu Songling's famous stories in his collection called Strange Tales from a Chinese Studio. But this story is actually one of the most well-known stories called The Painted Wall, or in Chinese, hua pi. Now, if you ask anyone who happened to grow up in a Chinese speaking country, this story is really, really well known and they most likely will have a light bulb go off in their head when they hear the name. A lot of people even say that this is Pu Songling's most famous short story he's written, but that could be up for debate depending on who you ask. When this podcast was in the brainstorming phase, I asked some friends of mine in China and Taiwan about some of their favorite classical short stories, and they all gave me great ideas. But This one story that we're listening to today was said by every single person I asked, and they all had great memories of this story. Now, I made a version of it, and I hope it can live up to the original, but either way, I think you really will enjoy today's story. And on that note, let's begin today's story, The Most Enticing Advertisement. A long time ago, let's say the 90s, there was a man by the name of Lawrence. Lawrence was a simple man who worked as an accountant in one of the larger cities. We all know that the life of an accountant is quite the interesting one, so one day he decided to visit a friend of his that lived out in the suburbs of his city. His name was Ryan. Ryan and Lawrence went to college together and have known each other for ages, but have always kept in touch. But they hadn't seen each other in quite some time, and Lawrence decided to go see his old buddy, and he couldn't be more excited to catch up with an old, old friend. When Lawrence was out in the burbs hanging with his good buddy Ryan, it was as if they hadn't skipped a beat, and of course, they started getting into some good old-fashioned trouble. You know, the kind of trouble that old college buddies get into, crushing some brews, cracking some jokes, and catching up with each other. After a few days of these shenanigans, Ryan explained that he was going on a vacation soon and had to go to the mall to pick up a couple of things for his trip. Just as you would expect, Ryan needed some shorts and a couple Hawaiian shirts for his upcoming vacation to the Caribbean. You gotta sit on the beach in style, right? Lawrence had nothing better to do so he decided to tag along to keep his buddy company. The mall that they went to wasn't anything too special, no mall of America, but it had a decent amount of stores. Remember, this was the 90s, so that stale mall air was in full effect with just a hint of Orange Julius coming through your nostrils. Outside of this mall, there was a replica of the Trevi Fountain, like the one in Rome. As they pulled up, Lawrence thought to himself, Why would this crappy mall have an elaborate fountain outside of it? But oh well. The two of them began walking around noticing all the stores and Ryan was trying to find a store where he could get a bitchin' Hawaiian shirt, but nothing was catching his eye as they walked around. Lawrence mentioned to Ryan that they should check out the directory to see if they could find a store with what he was looking for. They soon spotted a directory only a little bit away and walked over and Ryan began checking out the directory, but something caught Lawrence's eye. On the nearby wall, there was an advertisement with a lavish woman in it. And Lawrence, like any other man would have done, went over to go see why this woman was catching his eye so much. Just as Lawrence headed over to this ad, Ryan bumped into an old co-worker of his and began chit-chatting and catching up with him. Lawrence was completely enamored by this woman in the ad, and noticed she was on a surreal beach with beautifully tanned skin, a skimpy bikini and curves in all the right places. She was like no woman he had ever seen before. He realized that this maiden's hair was put up in a strange bun, but he didn't think twice about it because it didn't really click with him, you know, cause he's kind of a man. Lawrence could overhear what Ryan was talking to his friend and glanced over to see who it was. Right when he turned back around to continue drooling over the ad, he noticed that her hair had somehow come down and was out of the peculiar bun that he saw before. Lawrence stared closer at this woman and it was almost as if her lips were quivering and her eyes looked as if they were water. He was enchanted by this woman. The deeper he got into her trance, the more mesmerized he was by her. All of a sudden, he floated up into the wall and then flew straight into the advertisement. Her trance had brought him into the advertisement with her. Lawrence looked around and now found himself on a beach in some tropical location, palm trees blowing in the breeze and the sound of small waves rushed into his ears. Fuck, I hate sand, Lawrence said to himself. As he looked around this new location, he noticed some small huts and noises coming from them off in the distance. It seemed as if there was some sort of luau, but he was still unsure what was going on and how he had even gotten there. Even besides this hand, he was in paradise and he could only think of two things. One, how he wanted a nice cold beer. And two, where was that gorgeous woman that he had seen before? Curiosity got the best of him and he took off his shoes and socks and picked them up and started walking around on the beach, just like anyone else would do. After walking around on this beach for quite some time, he strolled into the nearby jungle and noticed a group of islanders carrying a pig on a spit roast for a barbecue. Lawrence quickly followed behind them and the carriers of this pig didn't seem to mind him joining in on the festivities, even though they had just met. Hell, they even asked him if he would help them carry it, which any good guest would be happy to lend a hand, I'd hope. He grabbed one end of the pig and walked with them for a good five minutes while carrying this pig over his shoulder. Just when his shoulders and arms were starting to get sore, they stumbled upon an enormous party in the middle of this village. There was a fire blazing in the middle. There was a network of huts and cottages connecting to encircle the fire. Dancing, drums, flutes. This was a proper party, or a proper luau. Lawrence was amazed at the sight of this gathering. Not more than 20 minutes ago, he was at a mall, and now, by some random chance, He was at a luau roast with random villagers in a random tropical paradise. Lawrence quickly thought to himself, What is going on here? Where am I? How can I get a drink? The villagers opened up to this outsider with open arms and gave him a drink, some food to nibble on, and he even decided to mingle with some of the villagers to try and figure out what was going on. He walked around the party and introduced himself to a few of the locals while scarfing down some of the delicious snacks. He then felt a little tug on his shirt. Lawrence quickly turned around and saw no one. He continued his conversations but after a moment he felt another tug on his shirt. Lawrence swiveled around and noticed a girl this time. It was the girl from the advertisement. It was the reason he was in this situation. She slowly walked away in the same skimpy bikini from the advertisement and Lawrence chased after her but she was always just out of his reach. He continued to follow her through the crowds of people, but she just kept slipping out of his grasp. After chasing this amazing woman for a short while, he finally found himself at the doorway of a hut on the edge of the village. He knew she was in that hut, but waited at the door for what felt like an eternity. She finally peeked her head out of the hut and seductively waved her hand to invite him to come inside. A wave of emotion rushed through his body and he had no idea what to do. He was scared, excited and even a little horny because this gorgeous woman was tempting him, but he went with his gut, or actually his penis, and stepped into the hut. Just as he walked in, he realized that him and the woman were in the hut alone. She untied her bikini top and slowly slid down her bikini bottom. Lawrence then grabbed her and started making passionate love to her. You can tell where this story is going, and it's not a Fifty Shades podcast, so I'll leave whatever they did up to your imagination. After the deed was finished, she quickly got to her feet and put her finger over her lips to signal to him not to make a single peep. She opened a back door of the hut and walked through this new door without making a squeak. Lawrence didn't think twice of this, and after vigorous lovemaking, he fell asleep on the bed. You know, like most guys do after a solid lovemaking session. After a short slumber, Lawrence woke up to the temptress trying to initiate round two, and Lawrence didn't oppose, not even a little bit. This ongoing situation went on for a couple days where she would sneak in food and drink, and the two of them would knock boots like it was prom night. The other women of the village started taking notice to where the temptress was running off to all the time. She was always exhausted, always flushed, and always having bedhead while doing her communal chores. After some snooping around, the other women realized that Lawrence was hiding in her hut. I mean, couldn't they hear what they've been doing? The other women all rushed to find the siren and confront her about it. Quickly, they found her and stopped her in her tracks. Oh, well, look who we found. Miss, I'm going to hide a guy. He's a good looking guy, actually. And fool around all day and night with him. We've all noticed that you've been playing around. You're now a woman. We should do your hair like a woman rather than uh this uh, <laughs> childish bun style you have going on. You're a woman now. The fellow women continued to tease her for a little longer, but it was all just fun and games. When all of a sudden, they all scurried off and ran out of sight. A few moments later, they returned to make the temptress beautiful with flowers, ornaments, and anything to make her that much prettier. With the makeover completed, she was even more beautiful, and all she could do is stare at herself in the mirror in amazement to what she had become. She looked better than the advertisement made her out to be. Let's get out of here, girls. Let's let these two lovebirds have some fun. All the women just scurried off while giggling like little middle schoolers. As the temptress returned to her hut, Lawrence's jaw dropped to the floor when she stepped through the door. She was a perfect 10, and Lawrence was so amazed at the transformation she'd undergone. They then began doing the dirty deed when all of a sudden they heard a loud noise outside. Shit! Shit, 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 shit. The temptress shouted. The temptress peered through the crack in the door and saw the guard coming their way. You gotta hide. I'll tell the girls to cover for you. Hide right now. Lawrence was scared out of his gourd. He had no idea what was going on, but all he knew was that he needed to hide, quick. All the women were outside lined up when the guard shouted out, Are all of you present? The guard barked at the women. All All here! The women all replied in unison. I've heard rumors that there's a man in the village from an unknown place. Where is he? Bring him out here now. The women all looked at each other with a baffled look, and one replied, Uh, what are you talking about? There's no man here. Have you lost your damn mind? Just as the woman finished her sentence, the guard looked at each and every woman and shot daggers with his eyes to each of them. Each woman looked at each other and pretended that they didn't know what he was talking about, but they all knew the guard was going to go on a manhunt for Lawrence. Lawrence's ears were like a fox hunting prey and listened to every word. And he knew he had to quickly find a place to hide, and a good one too. So, like any other man that was scared shitless, he hid under the bed. The guard shoved the door open and Lawrence nearly crapped his pants. He didn't even dare to take a breath. The guard looked around the hut. Every single step was scaring Lawrence just a little bit more. But... Just as quick as the guard entered the room, he left and slammed the door with all his might. Even though the guard had just left and the commotion was still going on outside, he kept his eyes closed and stayed quieter than a mouse. The guard then continued to search the nearby huts looking for this man. As the rumble of the inspection calmed down, he heard the door opening once again, but this time it was a much more pleasant surprise. I'm back, it's just me, don't worry. The guard is gone. I, uh, I think I need a new pair of underwear. He giggled with the temptress. This commotion had gotten to him and he had even forgotten what he was doing there in the first place. Oh shit, what about Ryan? I gotta go back to him. Uh, I bet he's wondering where I've been for the past couple of days. The temptress looked him in the eyes, smiled, gave him a quick kiss on the cheek, and softly closed his eyes with her hand. When his eyes opened up, he was back in the mall. Lawrence glanced over and saw Ryan still talking to his friend like nothing had happened. He turned around to look at the advertisement, and she was still there, beautiful as ever. His eyes were stuck on her once again, but he noticed something different with her. Her hair was down with a couple of the ornaments put in there. Lawrence was baffled by this and walked over to Ryan. Hey, man. Everything okay? Yeah, man. What's up? You alright? You look like you just saw a ghost. Yeah, everything's cool. It'll be fine. Alright, well let's get out of here. Let's go get that Hawaiian shirt and some bitchin' khaki cargo shorts for my trip to St. Croix. Yeah, boy! Lawrence agreed, and they began walking away, but he couldn't take his eyes off that advertisement. And all he could do was stare at the woman and her beautiful ornaments. It must have been a dream, but it was so real. Boy, I wonder how going back to life after being swept away to a tropical island with a luau would be. I would not want to leave, but at the same time, when the guard comes, I think a little trickle of pee would probably come out of me, but that's neither here nor there. But I do gotta say mad respect to the maiden who knew what was going on and still covered for her. That's a true friend right there. We all need a head maiden like that in our life. I loved how she knew from day one what was going on with that girl. She's been around the block a few times and knew exactly how to get around the guard and his questions. This was obviously not her first rodeo. It's interesting because in the original version, the mall is a Buddhist monastery. When I was writing this to work for a mall, it actually worked itself out pretty well. A mall and a Buddhist monastery have quite a few overlapping similarities. Well, kind of, I guess. Like, For example, the monks chanting in the back could be kids screaming at the food court. That's gold! Well, I hope you enjoyed the story today, and if you have any other questions, be sure to head over to the Plum Forest Podcast subreddit to discuss any of your questions that you may have. Because we all have some about this story. Today's cast was quite a few people who really did help me out so much. So thanks, guys! Salacious B. Crumb did a great role of Lawrence and also the quick line of the guard. Annie Fowler came through again with a fantastic job on the voice of the temptress. My stepsister Nina Gestel did an amazing job with the maiden. And the voice of Ryan was done by Mike L, who did an amazing job and helped me out when I really needed it. Thanks, guys. You guys made this episode that much better with all your help. Be sure to follow us on all those wonderful social media outlets at Plum Forest Pod. And our website still has so much amazing information that you can check out at PlumForestPodcast.com. And of course, be sure to tune in next Monday for another great, but sort of slimy story that will get everyone buzzing. Take care and stay safe. You just listened to a Where's Kellen production. Wow!